Welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. We have another great one for you today, so please be ready to be inspired, encouraged, and ready to take action. Here we go. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Lawrence Henderson back once again with Hot Takes with Boss, where we are always looking to be humble, open, and transparent. And today I have a gift for you. I have Mrs. Lisa Pizek. Woo! So pumped to have her with me today. And I, before I give away any introduction whatsoever, I'm gonna let her do that for herself and then we'll get into the goodness. So Lisa, welcome. Thank you. Tell the people who you are and what you do. Oh my gosh. First off, I just want to say I love your energy and your spirit <laughs> and your heart. So thank you for opening it that way. I'm like fired up to be here. So thank you. I am a business strategist and I lead with figuring out your brand emotion. So how do you want people to feel when they work with you and your company, your product, your service? And then my husband and I work together and we've been blessed to build a team of copywriters and designers and Facebook ad specialists and coders. And when you have an idea that you want to take to market or an idea that you want to create another layer online, we have the digital force and the team ready to just jump into action and create that quickly. Because when you want to move, you want to make a difference, you want to go, we want to get to work and bring that to life for you. So I, sometimes I get more excited than like the person I'm like, oh my God, right? They're like, your excitement makes me excited. Yeah. But I almost joke that I'm like, sometimes I birth business babies. Like I bring nice. business babies into that. the world. Because everything we do with clients, for the most part, is long-term. Yeah. You're not a get in, get it done, leave, on to the next person. We're all about building relationships and continuing to elevate as yeah. long as you want to keep going with us. So I prefer to work with a smaller number of people, mm -hmm. but go really deep and in-depth with them. Oh, that's so awesome. I, I love the birthing of business babies. I absolutely love that. Who, who knew we were going to start off with the three B's this morning? Um, but I so love that. And when someone works with you, right, and you start going down that road of what is your brand emotion, what would that look like in an initial session? Mm -hmm. So I start people thinking about where is that person before? And a lot of times we are our own quote unquote avatar or our own person that we're trying to help. And we forget sometimes where we were two, five, 10, 20 years ago, where now, you know, we've got it figured out and we're onto our next mountain that we're climbing. And I, I almost have to take people back to that first mountain and that first area that you were trying to fix in your life we always think about the end result i want to get people here i want to get people with you know completely perfect figuring out everything in their life and it's going back to the very beginning what is the first problem they encounter and how are they going to feel after we crush that first roadblock out of the way are they going to feel relief are they going to feel energized 
Are they going to sleep better at night? Are they going to have better conversations with people? Are they going to be able to communicate better? What is that first thing? And now let's start building your business, your program around that brand emotion. Because when that can stay consistent through your business, you know how to talk with people. We were talking earlier before we got on about hiring help. You know what to say when you hire help. Hey, in my business, people come to me and feel relief. So I need you to do your part when I delegate and give you something to do. Because if you're not doing your part, I'm not doing my part. And nobody feels relief in this. So when you nail your brand emotion, you can communicate that to everyone that comes in contact on the client side and then on your side trying to carry out the goal that we're doing together. Yeah, that is, man, that I just need to sit with that because so many people that I encounter, they negate or they want to shelve where they've come from. Mm-hmm. And it's always, to me, a useful tool. If you know where you come from, you you make sure that you, if you need to repeat it, you repeat it, or it's a part of your strengths. It's a part of that. But understanding why things happen the way they happened back then, they're useful for your future and your trajectory. And I love that you revisit that with a business owner because everybody understands we got a little head cheese that we just keep bringing along with us and, and those little gremlins that if you don't address where that obstacle may be, you may not even see that you're in your own way and turning that mirror back on themselves and what is your story and to connect that emotion with that, man, that is so, and again, now I understand why this is a long-term relationship when people work with you because that's development right? There's teaching, there's education, but then there's action. There's how are we building a muscle? And I love that. Um, how'd you get here? How, how did you get to this work? Because I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Like, what was your story that got you here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So growing up, I was told who I could be friends with, who I couldn't be friends with, who I could date, who I couldn't date, where I would go to college, where I wouldn't go to college, what I would be when I grew up. And growing up in a very seemingly white, Catholic, American, small town in Pennsylvania, you could imagine that what was picked for me were white, Catholic, American boys or friends or not anything outside of that was a no. And if I didn't listen, there was going to be heck to pay. And I remember my mom would say, you know, Lisa, are you coming home for Christmas? And I would say, nope, I'm working. Summer? Nope, I'm working. I worked three jobs in college just so I didn't have to go home and be told what I could and couldn't do. College was like my first sense of freedom. But I was in school to be a nurse. And that's what my degree is. That's what I graduated with. So this feeling of service was always an empathy and really getting to the core of people was always a part of me. Now I graduate college and I meet my husband, Eric and fiance. We, after four months, we have this whirlwind love and I call home and I tell my mom and I say, mom, I I'm, I'm, I'm engaged. And it's Thanksgiving weekend. She says, oh, come by. We want to meet him. We haven't seen you in so long. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So we go. And it kicks off with a hitch. 
like that we're drinking wine and my dad's cracking jokes and the football games on in the background. And I'm like, all right, all right, this is all right. Turkey gets cleared away, pumpkin pie comes out. Eric says to me, babe, you gotta try a piece of this pie. I go to take a bite. My mom stands up in front of the entire family and says, Lisa Marie, don't you dare put another piece of food in your mouth. You are too fat to even fit into any wedding dresses. I ran upstairs to my old childhood bedroom and I thought this man is not going to be behind me. He's not going to marry into this. He's not going to want to be a part of this. She's going to sabotage everything she's ever done prior in my life. And he was right behind me. And he's like, what was that? And I said, that's normal. That's how I grew up. Like, this is what I know. And he said, that's not okay. And I didn't realize that this negative criticizer voice was constantly, and what I portrayed outside was so different than what was going on in between my ears. And that stopped me from ever going, I don't want that. I want to do this. I don't care that that person's black. I like that person. I don't care that that person's Chinese. I don't care that I love a man who's Asian. Like, I don't care about differences. I don't see that. This is what I want for my life. So we decided we were going to move. And moving, one thing that was coming up here to Canada, I said to my husband, I need to still teach fitness classes. Because it was something I did when I was in nursing school to combat the stress, to be active. And I, I found a place up here. So I started in fitness. And then my husband said to me, you know, everywhere you go, people kind of follow you. Do you notice that? They follow your energy. You should, we should do this, babe. We should have our own business. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm happy being a nurse. I go in. I wasn't. I'm happy being a nurse. I go in, I clock in, I clock out, I do my thing. I go to the gym, I teach my classes, I get paid, I come home. And he's like, babe, there's more for you. You're meant for more. No, 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 no. I don't want to be criticized. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to fail. And finally, he, branding, logo, website, naming, it was up. He did it. And he's like, now what you going to do? Ooh. So I was like, all right, I'll step into this. I started working on me. I lost a hundred pounds, crushing it in fitness, started going to therapy to unpack all this stuff from my childhood. And one day I'm pulling out of the parking lot and my phone just starts going bing, 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 text after text. And I'm like, what is going on? Did something happen to someone? I better pull over. And I pull over and it's my mom. And she says, just a barrage of texts. Lisa, we haven't spoken in a few years. A few things I need you to know. You are heartless. You are soulless. I don't even know how you're married. I don't know how anyone could love you. I don't know how you could be a mother. And you're no longer my daughter. I threw down the phone. I grabbed the steering wheel. Slammed the car and drive. And even though I was in the car by myself, 
I heard something scream, stop. I slammed the brakes and just as I looked up, this transport truck literally inches away from my car. And that was the moment where I was like, enough is enough. I can't have, even though this person wears the role of mother and protector and all these things that she's supposed to be in my life, she's not. And I got to cut off contact. I got to show up different. I am here. And now what am I going to do about it? I got to serve bigger. I got to play bigger. And that's where the whole online world came into play for me, where I don't want to just build this business and impact people in my town. Yeah. I want to impact people bigger. And it was literally pulling out of that parking lot that everything changed for me. And that's why authenticity, alignment, how you make people feel, the power and the weight of your words. Because when you create a course or a membership or a coaching program or a book or you're a speaker, you're speaking words that have so much weight. Yeah. The inclusion of different cultures, races, people, things, languages. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to wake up. I was never biased or racist or, mm. but I was just kind of like, I don't know what to do. It was like that ignorance of, I've never really been allowed to ask you questions about your life yeah. and your upbringing, your background. Yeah. So I, I got real interested in people and that was the best gift I could have ever given myself. And I really just learned who I was and who people were and how to bring that together. And that was the gift for me. Whew. You, one of the biggest things that I always, always help people with, if they're going to encounter me and always say, I was, I'm, I'm my first coaching client. And what you just unpacked was your first client was you. Yep. Everything that you take a new client through onboarding in the process, you put the work in first and you went in, you didn't project, you didn't say, because of that, that's why I am. And you're like, no, what? this is not going to define me. I'm going to be in action and active in what I call life. And you started doing life in accordance with what you desire to see on the outside and influence. And I always, I always look at it like sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And, and when you get to that moment, right. And you, you always tell people, why don't you catch it on the way down? Why don't, don't bottom out. But sometimes that bottoming out as it pertains to people, places and things and relationships, you just, you don't want to deal with it. So you put it in a box and then that box, the things in that box start crawling out and, and, and they, they make you deal with them, but then you put them back in the box. You just push it back. And, and I, I tell you, I can literally map out the times in my life where I was compartmentalized in success because I was gifted. I was talented, mm -hmm. but, but I absolutely wanted to just gut myself 
But yeah, I was like, ah, it gets on my nerves. But for you to find this purpose and you to say, you know what? I'm going to get curious about life, about other people, about how do I show up? And I'm going to take responsibility and ownership of that so I can model that for a client. And, and somebody said to me the other day, they said, I love that you're optimistic about everything, but that's just not reality. And I said, that's not your reality. Yeah. I said, I happen to life. Life doesn't happen to me. Yeah. And I said, that's the energy that I show up with as a coach. Like, that's what I choose when I go into a session. I'm not going to get in a client's box and allow them to influence me. My job is to hold space for discovery for them. Mm -hmm. That way, we could begin walking the dog and they could begin being accountable and own how they're going to come out of this. So... I have, um, there's something you said, we had a conversation the other day in this word and in, in that there are elements of this word, scarcity. Mm. Mm. In the context of growth and development, as you deal with these business owners and you think about your own journey, how did scarcity show up in that? Mm. Scarcity showed up for me in, I always had to figure it out for myself, like working three jobs to get through college. Uh, you know, we, I moved from Pennsylvania, Eric's from Canada, right? So I'm now here in Canada. I've always had to figure it out. And at first I had this feeling, and especially with the instability with my mom, where not knowing with her mental health, like what the interaction would be, one day I was her most favorite beautiful daughter and the next day I was ugly and soulless and heartless and couldn't do anything right. So there was this, I never knew when the rug was gonna be pulled out from underneath me. So there was this bit of hoarding in the beginning where I was like, if I learn this, I need to own this. I need to have this. This is my little secret. I need, you know, I work so hard to be here and nobody's gonna take this away from me or even the scarcity of judgment. Somebody very well-intentioned would say, you know, when you said that thing, like I didn't really quite get it. And I'd go into the defensive, well, that's because you weren't listening or I said it perfectly or like I could, I, I, I was, I didn't want to share any information because I was so afraid someone was just going to come in, swoop in and take this thing away from me that I worked so hard to get. And then I was so hypersensitive to any bit of feedback, judgment, what if they don't like me, that I completely, the what if they don't like me, I completely missed seeing all the people that do and all the people that need me and all the people that need that message. So someone says, you're the dumbest speaker ever. What you said was garbage. And I go, you know what? They're right. I'm never going to speak again. What about those people that need to hear my message? And that's what I say to people say, I'm not going on video. And I say, well, then your business is going to be sunk because we want to do business with people we can see. We want to connect. I don't care if you're a business. We want to, we want to do business with people. So you've got to get visible. And then that piece of hoarding all the information to myself, mm -hmm. 
when you stay in scarcity land, it's like the universe just goes, nope, nope. Everything is hard. It's a struggle. It's a grind. And it's a mental battle. Now, when I flipped it to go, you know what? I'm going to give away everything I know. I'm going to collaborate with everyone I can. Every person I come in contact with, I'm going to find a way to share them with someone I love or another peer. It's like, that is when the, that is when more clients came, more podcast interviews came, more speaking opportunities came, more book opportunities came. Even the two best-selling books I was in, I never intended to ever be a best-selling author. Those collaborations came to me. Um, one-to-one clients, I never intended on having one-to-one clients. And people were like, I want to coach with you. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I guess I will. Like people made up jobs and author and one-to-one coach and people like made up opportunities for me when I stepped into, I know so much, I have so much already and I have so much to give. Not so much to get, I have so much to give. And if somebody comes in and they take it and they do it faster, quicker, better, then I'm thinking about the ripple effect of them doing it faster, quicker, better and helping others. We all win. It's like that win-win. We all win when we give. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. You, in that message, um, there have been so many people as I've tried to figure this business thing out that that scarcity mindset of, and again, we all need resources. Money is a resource to live. But I was always been the the belief that I have enough. And if I don't give it away, I don't make room for stuff that's going to come to me. And so I, we only have so much capacity. And to me, it's all about leveling up so I can help in a grander way. Mm-hmm. And I could give in a grander way. And just, and, and again, I, have, I may suck at sales. Like you said, we should give it away. But guess what? This is an infinite supply. Yeah. That, because I'm constantly being with people like you, sitting down with people like Ginger, sitting down with people like Ann Nell, like all the people that you all have opened up a Rolodex to me of people who just pour and poor and so if i'm a hoarder i'm already at overflow Mm. and so nothing can stick nothing i can't hang on to anything that you're trying to pour into me because i'm full and i'm and i'm just just trying to hold on to it all to where things begin to slip and i believe that's also too where that frustration and the the anxiety of all of that because you haven't let things go and so all, all the extra head gremlins and cheese that you got going on, plus the stuff you've hoarded, begins to, it's a, there's a buildup. It's like calcium buildup and plaque buildup on your teeth. Like yep. if you don't scrape it away and do the work, you like, you, you're, you're going to do damage and harm to yourself. And so thank you for saying that because business owners, people out there who are thinking about be prepared to serve. What it, service and action is what literally Lisa just described. Mm-hmm. service in action, putting yourself in position as a servant to model what right looks like. Then people were like, you know what? I'm going to seek them out because 
I want to know what's the driver. And so when I ask you this question, what in the world, all that goodness you just said, at the end of the day, and, I, and you said this concept to me, but I want to ask you, because I want it on, I want it recorded. Mm. You wake up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What would you put on your sign? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. My sign would say, <laughs> I am the jet fuel to whatever it is you want to do, wherever it is you want to go. We're not taking baby steps. We're going. I'm lighting this thing on fire and we are going. And I am gonna love you fiercely in the process, but challenge the heck out of you because we are our own worst roadblocks. Like we said earlier, we are our own worst enemies. We are our own worst critics. And the person that can let go and release goes quicker. So a lot of times people say, yeah, you build courses and and assets and websites and funnels and keynote speeches and you add, 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 add layers. And I'm like, no, like, yes, in theory, but no, I strip away all the things you aren't, all the things you don't want all the places you don't want to be spending your time, energy, and money, all those things that are dragging you down so you can jet fuel and go to your real purpose and path and place that you're going to be of service and make a difference. I don't work with people. I had someone say to me, um, I'm very comfortable just being average. I like to stay in the average quadrant. I don't like to push myself. I don't like to get better. I just like staying comfortable. They literally wrote that in a questionnaire to me about being a client. And I was like, I think you're an incredibly lovely person. I am not the right person for you. Cause I only work with people with big missions, big goals, and they don't even know how big it is sometimes. Right? They don't even know. You don't even know the ripple, something as simple as like, I want to get my dog to walk better on leash. I want to be the best dog trainer in the world. And it's like when that mom walks the dog and has the dog doing its thing, mom is less stressed. So she freaks out on her kids less. She's a more loving wife to her husband. She sleeps better at night and she's kinder and gentler and calmer and more patient in the whole entire world. Like there's always this deeper why for what you do, what you do. And we got to get rid of all the muck and the stuff you don't need to get to that real thing. So I say I'm like jet fuel, but I'm also like a dig. I'm like my, my grandpa, my pop pop was a coal miner. And I'm like, I like, I'm like digging for that coal to get to the gold. And that, that's what would be on my sign. Man, I, wow, that is awesome. And those of you who didn't hear it, I'm going to repeat it for you. In that process, she's going to love you fiercely. Going to love you fiercely. That is strong. God, that's strong. So I want people to find you. I want people to hire you. 
because I want them to feel what love being loved fiercely feels yeah. like. So how can they find you, Lisa? Mm, so my website is my name, www.lisa, L-I-S-A, P-E-Z-I-K, P -E -Z -I -K, dot com. And there's all sorts of goodies. There's tons of free content, podcast, blog. I go live weekly. I have a newsletter. And then there's applications to work one-to-one -one if you want to build something or you just want one-to-one -one coaching. You know, that, that loving fiercely, it it takes vulnerability to go, here's where I am and I, there's where I want to get, but I don't know how to get there. That's literally what I was thinking when I was like driving home after calling my husband being like hysterical. I'm okay. Something just happened. Just stay on the phone with me. I'll tell you when I get home. But literally the whole way driving home, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get to a better life, but I'm going to get there. And I need help to do it. And that's where I'm like, I will love you in all those messy, mucky, vulnerable parts to get to the goodness. So I would love, I would love to continue the conversation. I love it. I love it. Lisa, thank you for showing up. Thank you for dropping just platinum nuggets on, on the listeners today. And I'm sure be, be prepared the floodgates are going to open for you because I know you're going to release to the rest of the world and you're not going to hoard. You're going to reach out to your network to say, Hey, we got, we got, we got a group of people that need some support. Let's, mm -hmm. let's mount up. Mm -hmm. Thank, mm -hmm. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I just, I just love you. <laughs> I just love you. So thank you so much for, I never take for granted when someone has me on their platform mm -hmm. and shares me with their people. Yeah. So I can imagine your people are just as loving and incredible as you are. So thank you so much. It's been awesome. And uh, we'll get you back on soon. Thank you for tuning in today to this episode of Hot Takes. Please be sure to explore the library for other amazing interviews. Until next time, actions over ideas always win.